tales from the digital. Welcome to the first episode of Tales from the Digital. The story, The Grey Box, was written and performed by Bessie Carter. Enjoy. After taking a few slow, shallow breaths, I looked back at the screen. The grey box was still there, with seven deadly words floating inside it. We all just want you to die. Grey meant the person didn't want me to know their gender. Little difference that makes, I thought. I just sat, staring back at those words in front of me. I didn't really know what to do. I kept swallowing back the stone-like lump in my throat. What could I do? I would never know who sent it. That was the whole point. So all that was left to do was wonder. The next day at school, I felt like I had a horrible secret which everyone knew about. Someone here had sent that message to me at 8.07pm last night. Boy or girl? Who knew? After all, Grey was anonymous. If it had been pink, meaning it was a girl, 2007 wasn't a very imaginative year, maybe I could narrow it down. Fat Lucy? That's what she calls herself, by the way. Toots? Who I wouldn't put anything like this past. Or what if it had been blue? A boy. Obviously, blue means boy. Maybe one of the skater boys from Cantalo's Park. Or one of the druggies from Traff, who, by the way, were way too old to hang out with us. I would never know. Because how easy is a click? They could click whatever they wanted, and it might not necessarily be true. But the person who had sent, we all just want you to die, had chosen to be grey. I floated through the day feeling really sad. I can't put it any other way. Betrayed, hurt, and actually quite scared. I was already the posh new white girl and had been exposed to some pretty horrific experiences without even finishing my first full year at this new school. But as that seemingly never-ending day dragged on, deep down there was a sick desire and impatience to get home and check Honesty Box again. That was its name. And Honesty Box had me in its grasp even though someone was pouring poison into it and that poison was dripping with my name, I was rushing home, mug in hand, ready for a refill. A pink box this time. Pink, that meant a girl wrote this next one. Female, my sex, my tribe. Was she going to be on my team? Maybe this next one won't be mean, but I couldn't help feeling that the people who created this box of anonymous honesty were handing people a loaded gun and expecting them not to shoot. But the people I know were shooting at point-blank range. And this next one hurt. If you died, no one would show up to your funeral. Lol. Lol. Laugh out loud. Unsurprisingly, I didn't lol. If you died, no one would even show up at your funeral. Lol. Not on my team. Very much not on my team. On the Grey Box's team. Were they linked? 
Well, they must be. But how? Did they write them together? Did they sit and, and write them laughing and joking about how much they all hated me? No one likes you. I feel sorry for you. You're so gross. No one likes you. Nobody that bit. Ugly. Nobody that bit. I feel sorry for you. Stop it. I feel sorry. That's not true. That's not true. Be quiet. Please be quiet. Go away. Go away. Get out of my head. Get out of my head. Get out of my head. I couldn't even cry. I didn't even feel upset. I just felt embarrassed and lonely and despised. I felt alone. I felt like all that existed was me and my room and my screen and the outside world was one big bully. I looked at the words again and everything else seemed to swim around me apart from those words which were pointy and crisp and clear. My heart wasn't beating but vibrating and my chest had a frozen shiver hovering and not leaving me. I tried to imagine slipping headfirst through the computer screen and racing down the invisible wires or tubes or tunnels or whatever it is that makes the internet magically work and ending up looking into the face of the person or girl, should I say, who had typed this out. I wanted to expose these silent and deadly assassins. However, like most school scandals, the initial embarrassment and pain that I felt slowly wore off and it was generally forgotten about or convincingly swept under some stupid school carpet, getting the floor ready for the next gossip-worthy or laugh-out-loud thing to take place. It wasn't until months later that I found out who these anonymous assassins were. They were, as it turned out, in cahoots with each other. But even after finding out who it had been, did I feel better? Of course not. Putting faces to these painful comments only made me trust people less. It made me question who my friends were. What do people really think of me? Are people being genuine to my face? Or are their true selves coming out when they have a screen and a hidden identity? Also, I would never really know it was them. I would just have to trust that they were telling the truth. Ten years on, I wonder what sort of sick person would create this app on Facebook, let alone use it for such hurtful purposes. But poison is easy to pour when it is guaranteed that nobody will ever find out it was you. And I suppose that's the attraction. Hiding behind a screen can be a powerful position, especially when misused. Being permitted to be anonymous and being allowed to use this to be mean can be a damaging thing, and it definitely damaged 14-year-old me.